Father Productions presents Inclusion We Digress. The best hour of your life, you'll never get back. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of In Conclusion We Digress. Thank you guys so much for coming back. Happy to be back with you guys after a little break on our end. So looking forward to getting into our discussion tonight. And joining us as always, starting with Carl coming to us from the underwater Hoboken tonight. So Carl, what's going on there, man? Not much. It feels great to be on my second week of vacation. Just got back from the beach. And it looks like the beach uh, came home with me because Hoboken is getting flooded. Well, obviously happy to see that you uh, got some time off, Carl. How uh, otherwise has that been? It's been great. We had great weather. I went to LBI for five days. Um, I stayed with Jenna's aunt and uncle. They were nice enough to let us crash. And then um, took a long weekend there. And then now I'm back in Hoboken. And then, yeah, it's been great. You yeah, you got some Shark Week, too. Oh, is it Shark Week? Like well, it was when I was in LBI. I think it's still on. It should be a national holiday. It is. No, it, it's not a holiday, but it's a... Oh, it's pretty sure. It, it is an international holiday, yes. It is. It's, I, yeah. It's, it's well known enough. <laughs> yeah. We should have off for it. I, I agree wholeheartedly, Carl. So we should have all been <laughs> on vacation with you celebrating Shark Week. So, yes. let's have let's have a mul- like a millennial proposal to have all of our companies give us Shark Week. <laughs> yes. Did they ever give us a like cool. You think they're going to give us Shark yeah, Week? Yeah, I was going to say. I feel like on Election Day first and we can go. We should that, start the fair. church of... Of uh, what's his name, Mike Rowe? Yeah, <laughs> Mike Rowe. Great jobs. Plus, it be Mike. <laughs> a reading from season three, episode four. <laughs> Mike said it. I now shall stick it my handeth up at the atheth of this cow. We shall go to the coast of Australia <laughs> in 1996. He for five seconds the other day, and literally he had it stick his yeah he had a, his fucking arm up a cow's uterus. Yeah. Like okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and why jellying his arm and Pat and I were like, oh, what's he doing? Oh, ah! <laughs> on, the, on that absolutely disturbing and disgusting note, we have the guys on the Upper East Side, as always, all together again, which is great to see. So we this have this is a in, first the same, in the same room. Yeah, what's up? Happy to be back after our little uh, week off and uh, happy to uh, be here and talking about a little bit of sports tonight now that they're back and in full swing. Deportes. <laughs> yes, that that is the Spanish word for sports back in Revelations. Lastly, I am joined by the man to my left here, Thomas Power. We're in the same room for the first time in a long time. So, yeah, true. What's going on, bro? Not Great. much. I'm psyched up. I'm psyched to talk about sports, but and I told you guys I I actually bought a puppy, so I'm so psyched that I'm counting the days that I have to drive out to Ohio and go pick her up, but. No one ever counts Sunday. down a drive to Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> the town that I'm picking Lola up in, they have the world's largest cuckoo clock. So we're going to go. some Ohio shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would make the eight-hour drive for that. Yes, obviously good to be back recording with you guys. I did miss you all last week tremendously. Really a uh, big hole in my heart not being able to record. So glad we're back. We're back. <laughs> But yes, today we're going to jump in and do another sports episode because since we have last spoken about sports, pretty much all the sports have returned, which is great with the exception of football, but we'll get to that in a minute. But we're going to talk about the MLB coming back, the NHL coming back, NBA, soccer, all of it. But I want to start our conversation today with what I think is the weirdest element of sports returning, and that's not having fans 
in the stands. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know about you guys. I don't think I'll ever get used to it. I think the crowd noise, but they're pumping into the stadium is really strange, but I want to hear all your thoughts on that. So Tom, why don't we start with you? What do you yeah, think? That's the, a, so I think, I don't know, baseball, it seems, it seems more normal for some reason. I think the basketball one's extremely creepy because it doesn't, like it shows the fans, but it doesn't show any depth of the, like of the virtual, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, they're all on top of each other. And I yeah. mentioned this last time that we spoke, like they're so close up to the court. Like what would happen if someone got up and showed their butt crack to the, <laughs> to the screen, to like whatever, to the screen, like what would happen? I think that's kind of mitigated by the fact that since the broadcasters themselves aren't even on site, they're on like a good 30 second delay. So they would have time to just switch from another camera if your anus was suddenly visible. I think it's a 30 second delay. I would say minimum of 30 seconds. But what if they don't catch it and it's just like that no, uh, team wolf scene where the guy's dick is out at the end of the movie? And yeah. <laughs> I mean, multiple do you think there's that's someone perfect. watching literally every single person? Like, Because what's going to change it? They're going to blur it out? They're looking for buttholes. Look, the NHL has an intern whose sole job it is to throw hats on the ice during the uh, – Oh, that was a great – During highlight. a hat trick. So I'm sure the NBA, who has a significantly larger budget for their bubble, mm-hmm. has a, a butt crack intern or an asshole intern or something of that nature. That's right. Like, they, they, hired, they like went to the depths of Omegle to hire a uh, – <laughs> well, it was just like Omega when like you're keeping up on for every like minute, and there's just someone like jerking off. Well, worth mentioning for anyone who's not aware, what we're talking about, if you haven't watched NBA game yet, is the basically the fans at NBA games are all on like a big screen, and you can sign in via Microsoft Teams, which is like a conferencing software, and you can just visually be there. They're on like video. what six feet away from the court. Yeah, yeah. They're like literally right on the court, so. Someone in theory could literally show their asshole on camera and yeah, I feel like the asshole is a lot of work. I feel mm-hmm. like if we're gonna see anything, it's gonna be either titties or a penis. Yeah, more tasteful, just more tasteful. It's just it's just faster. It's woo and like that. That's, like as that opposed to wait, hold on, like let me get up, like spread my fucking butt cheeks. It's like, like those two <laughs> ladies who do like a hey, beach his own. I mean, <laughs> feeling yeah. wild. Yeah. If you're gonna commit to something, you might as well go asshole. That, that's fair. That's what I'm saying. Go all or none. Don't let your personal preferences get in the way of objective judgment. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's seen the chitties. They even know what, how nuts hang. But they, they probably haven't seen the buttholes. <laughs> <on television. laughs> imagine they're just like someone's nuts. Like, imagine they're with their nuts and it was just like lowering down. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then <laughs> even that they're <laughs> doing a split over the camera and they're being like a harness to like. <laughs> Even that 30-second lull, like you said, the guy's like, Chuck, check, check C69. And then C56 has a ball sack in it. <laughs> no, they're like, what is that, Chuck? He's like, I don't know. Is it, a, is it a smudge? Is it a smudge? And you see it just envelop the whole entire image, and then he moves up, and then it's just a nutsack. Yeah. Um, so aside from the nutsacks, I feel like the NBA has done a pretty good job overall. I, the, the fans, they weren't never going to be able to do that much with just because the nature of the arena they're using is really not that big. My issue with sports in general coming back, and I know this is something that is shared by these two, is the crowd noise. When the Premier League came back, I was watching games on my iPad 
and you always had a choice to turn the crowd noise off. And I didn't want it because it's cool. You can hear them talk to each other. You can hear them, you know, calling your runs and whatnot. And then every time I watch on TV, it's just all this fucking crowd noise. And it's been really bad in the MLB. I'm going to say that. It's, it's been worse depending on which channel you're watching. Fox, cut it the fuck out. Fox the like Yankees a last Red Sox game, they were trying to make it sound like it was September fucking baseball and they were within like one game of each other going to the fucking playoffs. No. The virtual fans, this is not MLB the show. This is real life. We know there's no one there. We're not fooled by this. We're not seven. Right. Like, just leave them the fuck out. We my, don't need that. My biggest complaint with that, so not only the overall just high audibility of just the, the like screaming in the stands, but you hear like individual fans yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, shout yeah. like, or like, like yeah, or like, yeah. You're like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> you hear it like every 45 seconds, it's clearly on a fucking loop. Like, no, we don't need that. We don't want it, we don't need it. Put some fucking advertisements over, yeah. the, over the seats and be done with it. You got like random cheering of Garrett Cole flipping around a rosin bag. And I think to that point too, a big thing that like I really like about the NHL is that they keep a constant buzz in the crowd. So yeah. it's like, it's a the, murmur. I, I said a little before, I was just like, it's like a laugh track in some of these sports. Like something happens, even something like you said. Like, Soccer, yeah. It's just like, ha! Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And then there's like some people floating above a, um, a seat that they can't properly sit in. Like it's very strange to watch baseball, especially in a slow paced sport. I mean, like, I know that's tough, but if you've ever been or you ever watched a game on TV, there is like a little murmur in the crowd. It's not a Marlins or a Mets game. Like there are people there. We're watching the Yankees and the Red Sox on Sunday night baseball. So, <laughs> well, that, well, without any sort of pressure. Thanks. You're only going to hear more of Michael K's voice, so I guess that's one. Uh, Listen, focus. here's the other thing why, why they need to cut this out. Every seven to eight seconds, every announcer's like, well, you know, the stadium's empty. Or, you know, there's yeah. no fans here. And we're yeah. like, yeah, so why the fuck are there virtual assholes and all this noise? I just want to hear them talk to each other because that's... And Dr. Fauci. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> there. Like, like, I want to hear about Paul Neal going upstairs yeah. to get a no, snack. No, 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 I'm not saying the players on the field. Hear the players on the field, on the court, whatever the fuck they're playing. Hear them talking. Wow, talk. that's a really good point because I I agree wholeheartedly. I think anyone who is like a sports purist who likes the sport for what it is, whether it's you know basketball, hockey, anything, you want to hear like the players chatter and like you want to hear like. Yeah. Giannis tell LeBron to go fuck himself and like so like that yeah. stuff is so exciting. Especially like now, I feel like that's what people want. To oh yeah, see because they can't have the actual experience of nope. being there. You probably want to hear what the players oh, are yeah. saying. And I get you want to censor it in a sense. Like, you still have kids watching. You can't have, like, you know, perfect example, Jeff McNeil on the Mets. Every time he swings and misses out a pitch, he screams, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. So you can't have that on, on TV every night. But at the same time, you know, you're listening, to, like, a power play, for example. You're watching hockey and you like hearing, like, the guys strategize and talk on the ice. It, it, I think that's a really cool element of it. And they could have more of that. That'd be great. But Yeah, I agree. Just so I have so, for new measures, I think. Well, yeah, honestly, especially in a sport like you know baseball and even like hockey, to a less extent, like yeah. having stuff like that would I feel like creates more engagement. So, so are the people in the actual stadium? So they are the announcers and the players. I know for hockey, for example, they don't actually hear the crowd noise, mm-hmm. um, but they also have people away from sight calling the games. But for baseball, for example, the announcers are actually going to the home stadium of each of the um, of their home teams, which I don't know to me is a little bit odd. Um, right, go to, to like on. just especially for the Mets yesterday. Like, well, season's been console, but I still flip it on when the ground pitches. We'll explain that if you don't get it later. Console. Yes. Um, and no, we're not saying that word. They, if you if you follow Barstool, you know what it is. But so I, I don't know. I think the lack of the crowd when it comes to the announcers 
and their dialogue is kind of affecting some of the content. And you wouldn't notice in the Yankee broadcast because what, most of what they say is Basura anyway. But Keith Hernandez, Keith Hernandez, and what I'm getting into, Keith Hernandez, who admittedly is getting old. He he's up there. was never that old. He did a lot of drugs. Probably. A lot of drugs this day, yeah. That's just a, that's yeah. Just a fact. Um, but I don't know. A, a couple questionable things on air, mainly. Steve Gelbs, the, the field announcer for the Mets, saying the term PB&J, which I'm not even going to explain because you know what a PB&J is. You're not, not, a, you're not a baby. Or even that babies know what PB&J is. You're not a fucking idiot. Yeah. Right. I think he's going to have a hard not time a bouncing back from the PB&J incident than his like, slightly homophobic comments that he made on air during uh, the playoffs last year. He's, yeah, I mean, clearly he didn't have a hard time. Yeah, not that good. No, it wasn't good, but his mustache apparently is fantastic enough that, I mean, quite frankly, if you removed him from the Mets broadcast, it would be even better. There would be less wild, outlandish bullshit said, but it's a touch of kids. He's got some gold, though. He's got some good stuff. He has, so he does have, he actually is knowledgeable when it comes to baseball when he's not Honestly. saying these continually weird the things. Stupidest shit. But him not knowing what a PB&J was, so usually it's, it's on America. In order to take a little bit from what KFC said, you and Jim Halford. What do you mean? He's the, he's the extraneous guy. <laughs> now it was like even Steve and Gary and, and Ron all turned their attention to Keith. It was like, Keith, what, what the fuck? And then just started laughing. Yeah. Really, dude? Hey, guy, where'd you grow up? No, it's right. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm a distant grandfather. Like, he just like admitted to being generally not a good parent or grandfather. And it, 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 it don't you fucking care. Well, Carl, I, I want to hear your thoughts as well. I don't know if you really, uh, what your kind of tuning into sports has been since you've been on, you know, vacation and on the beach. But what do you think of the? I was going to say this. Or, this man is his well, favorite sport is surfing now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but see, for, I'm out of, from an outing perspective too. What do you think? We're to watch when I'm Cowboys and you know having virtual fans and all this stuff. I feel like it's kind of unnecessary. Like, why can't they just play the game? And, like, how much money are they putting into all these virtual uh, projectors and whatnot to, like, make them feel comfortable? Like, why can't you just play the game as it's is? not even to make it feel comfortable, though. It's just to try and add an element of normalcy. Which it's just making it even more just, not normal. It's so. just for us, too. It's not for the athletes. Right. They don't need it. No. Those I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they shouldn't really – bother putting that much time and energy into it because i don't know sometimes it's a little distracting and but i guess like when you want to hear the the crowd cheer with you like i guess that could be a cool thing but i don't know i feel like it's a little unnecessary and over the top yeah i want to see them do um a family guy star wars thing where they're like we spent five million dollars on virtual fans like that mm-hmm. could have went to curing childhood cancer <laughs> or ls but instead, we decided to like make these people float over the stands like they're a bunch of fucking assholes. So, yeah, if you didn't know, Family Guy Star Wars, they they have on their stupid intro with the running credits, like, oh, we paid so much unnecessary money for useless visual effects here. <laughs> Check this out. It's like a pink elephant running <laughs> that, across the screen. That cost fifty thousand dollars. You know what that could have gone to? On that note, though, they have like the, this big, bright, uh, artificial crowd, and I think they thought it was gonna look somewhat good or like. But we fit the person the same jersey. Dan, well, Dan and I were watching the games. Fucking, oh, well, well, we were up visiting you guys. I even said it. The stadium looks dark. Like, yeah. I think that they thought that the lights from the crowd were going to project a lot more, and they didn't, and nobody really did their pre-work, so it kind of looked like shit for a while. Yeah. All I'll say is, while it's been bad here, 
the um, <clears throat> this a, a podcast that I very much like does what they call a melon of the week, which is the biggest idiot of the week. And I think the melon of the uh, virtual fans has to go to La Liga in Spain, <clears throat> because not only was the crowd noise absolutely terrible, and not only did they cheer louder for people when the away team scored than when the home team scored, which is not how soccer works or any sport for that matter. The fans were some FIFA 04 two-dimensional fucking TV static bullshit. And I, all I could think was, it's going to be a little bit better in America, but that doesn't mean they're going to be good. And they aren't. So can we just do like, okay, NFL, here's our projection. Don't fucking bother. So that, that's our thing. It's this kind of like Patreon. Criticisms are an open mic in the NFL. Like for the uh, fans who've like paid so much money over the years to actually attend games and stuff, it's like... Yeah, or even like devout fans who just... Like, for instance, people who can't afford to even go there, and then they're just like, they're, they're like, oh, you know, these people are paying fucking $300 to get a big virtual seat. And it's like, I don't know. It just seems a little patronizing. Well, uh, that's the other point I actually want to bring up. The fucking cardboard cutouts, I think, is the stupidest thing to Burn them all. It's so, so yeah. stupid. Because it, 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 it oh, is an ability to, for the organization to charge fans money. when It goes to charity, I think. Sure, it does. Put some fucking advertisements. So, the Mets charged $87 per cardboard cutout, and it went to the quote unquote Mets Foundation. That's literally just like the Wilcons Labor Day. Them party. trying to like, leave their debt. Right. Like, they're millions and millions of dollars of debt. That's literally what that is. That's fucking. Yeah. Oh, hey, Wait, are they still selling those? Because if so, can we. He's the president, them? though. He probably so had a nice make it yeah. Bernie Madoff. Yeah. And like, just the hopes that it gets hit by a baseball this year. Oh, you're saying of the will bombs? I'll put, I'll throw up the money. Like we'll put up eighty-seven dollars. We submit a picture of Bernie Madoff, but like a certain <laughs> off picture of Bernie Madoff. I'm not gonna allow that. No, but no. Like, Bernie Madoff, but his mouth is a bubble. And let's see if people. Bubble <laughs> 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 definitely gonna get screwed out faster than Bernie. Or it's like a pixelated. It's like those giant series of little pixels of. Like genitalia. Like a Chuck Close photo. And it's buttholes. And then when you zoom in, it's Bernie when you, yeah, yeah, when you zoom out, it's, it's Bernie Madoff. Made off. So yeah. it's Bernie Madoff. Made My one suggestion to the NFL is that they better do a better job with the virtual crowds. Like if it's the Buffalo Bills, I want to see somebody virtually going through a fucking table. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. Well, I want to get into all the sports and we'll cover kind of the highlights that we've seen so far. But I think, to Mike's point, starting with the NFL is probably smart. Number one, as things stand now, do we even think the NFL will get a game off? And number two, if they do, how long will it take before the season Well, but even before that, is there going to be a hard knock? Well, of course. I mean. Is there, though? Uh, the double hard knocks, right? It's uh, the L.A. Chargers and the L.A. Rams, right? Is yeah. it? It's, it yeah, is? They're going to do it because there's no preseason. Yeah, but like, they're not going to – Yeah, but they don't have camp. They'll have some sort of camp. Very right? abbreviated camp, and they're not going to mix teams. It sucks ass, dude. It's so stupid. Um, it's, it's a global pandemic, man. That's what they got to do. No, yeah, I, would, I don't know. Is it gonna? I feel like it's two teams. It's gonna be less intimate because it's cool how they highlight the whole dynamics of the progression or regression of the team in preseason and through camp. I just, it's gonna be hard to focus on two teams and I don't know, keep a narrative. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. So, You're I not going to have to bounce back and forth. Yeah, I don't think that'll be that difficult. Formula One managed to do it with ten teams in one season. And it was that's different. That's yeah. so different. As long as we get like really I disagree, but okay. really just not relevant interviews of 
uh, Sean McVay and whoever the fuck Chargers coach they have now. Does anyone know? Please. Who even plays for the fucking Chargers anymore? Like Keenan Allen? I had Phillip Rivers and now he's gone. <laughs> anyone's guess. He's long gone. They have uh, Austin Eckler. He killed it for me. Oh, yeah. He's, he's dirty. And so. he started on the bench, didn't he? Well, because fucking what's his name opted out. Yeah. Like, wanted the, held out for his contract. Fucking Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Wait, can we um can we have a moment of silence for the Hall of Fame exactly. game? For all the what? For the Hall of Fame game? No. That guy uh, canceled. Uh, yeah. End game. <laughs> Even less important than the preseason games. Yeah. No, but uh, seriously. So, as things stand now, I don't know what you guys think. I don't think there is even going to be a game this season. Over under yeah, five games, everyone. Under. Definitely under. Five. under. Over under five games. Under, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, they might just pull. I don't know. You, if there's no preseason, I don't know. Six games, maybe. And I think a lot of players are going to opt out, so it's going to be like yeah. B-list teams anyway. So that's that's the other thing. So mm-hmm. what's really fucked about the situation is that the NFL, from my understanding, is that players have until this Thursday. So the episode will be out before this can be decided. But the NFL players have until this Thursday to decide if they're going to opt in or opt out of the season. They also – okay, so another thing, too, that was fucking scummy that the NFL did, which is – I mean, that's what they do. They do scummy shit. Roger Goodell, what do you expect? Yeah. yeah. Roger Goodell, yeah, what a fucking piece of shit he is. $52 million a year in a private jet and go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved up that deadline because people were opting out too quickly. What the fuck is that? No, this list is extensive. I mean, I'm looking at it right is, now. Just read some – give me some good names. Right, let's do the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots have – okay, so voluntary opt-outs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven players opting out voluntarily. They have one with a high-risk opt-out. That's eight. Then they have um, two opting out for unspecified reasons. So a total of nine players, some starting guys. Like you – Patrick Chung, you had uh, Dante Hightower. Like yeah. You have some, like – Pretty high name people. I heard that Von Miller is thinking about opting he's out. He's opting out. I heard he's just yeah. hasn't given it to the NFL yet. I mean, here's the thing. I think a lot of them are watching how baseball turns out because they're going to use the same model as baseball. And I think that the argument for the baseball model was based upon the European soccer leagues doing the same thing. But realistically, like at the end of the day, we're not in the same place as these countries are in Europe in terms of how many cases we have per day, in terms of the positive test rate, in terms of, you know, anything. Um, so to me, sports outside of a bubble aren't going to work. I don't think we're going to finish the baseball season. I don't think we're going to get no. a football season at all. I think maybe we'll get one or two games and then 35 people will get sick. I mean, I remember hearing Fauci talk about this in, in early, early, early June being asked about it and he said you would need to feasibly test the 50x players plus the coaches plus the training staff plus anybody else in the stadium every three days the thing about football though is that players are more dispensable they just might have more people on hand well there, there'll be they're, well, they're doing some of the things in uh the league, though. Like, hockey has a lot like very large bench they have 30 player rosters football's what 50 55 typically yeah. but here's the thing. And they're doing the same amount of testing. But hockey has ahl but this, no, so what I'm saying is there's more players to call up. Football doesn't have no, minor No, no, no. Once, once you enter there's the bubble. squads and all that. But too. you enter the bubble, and that's the people you bring to the bubble. The unions are going to have their – The NBA can bring Yeah, but the NHL, who you bring into the bubble is who's in your bubble. That's why you have 30 players. Okay. Well, I guess 30 players and only 
you know, the spin on the ice at times is, is fair, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem feasible in any way, and I think that they're going to do it to try to make a buck, which is not the right way to, to go. It's, again, it's Roger Goodell. Like, you're not going to... Nothing, you can not put anything past him. Like, he'll do anything to, to make a buck, but also, like, thinking a little bit more realistically as well, like, the fans do want this. They, they want the we're, we're, we're also in a sport where they want to see them. But it won't be done correctly. Like, guaranteed, guaranteed money is less common than any other sport. So, right. For the players' sake, I would think that they would want as many games as possible as well. Of course. So. I don't know from a long-term perspective as like a giant fan, for example, I don't want to see them start a season. For example, Saquon Barkley gets COVID and then he has lung problems for the next five years, you know, because we still don't know the full effects of the virus. And then he can't like play to his full ability because they try to do this one season. Well, again, it's like, look at that pitcher on Boston who's got to sit out the rest of the season because he has an infection in the sack around his heart. Mm -hmm. And like that came not from being in the hospital, but from COVID. Yeah, you're you're risking. Let's say you're gonna not gonna make your seven million dollars this year. That's fine. But you're also risking every subsequent penny you're ever gonna make playing the only thing that you are capable of doing because you don't have a college education. Yep. Can I make a suggestion? It's my unsolicited opinion to hold the MLB and the NFL. No, sorry. Continue, Kyle. Would you? Opinion <laughs> 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 solicited. Micro bubble, like. You don't have to lock these. The biggest issue that, like, for example, I'm going to use the Cardinals as an example. Like, the Cardinals just had seven cases. Of St. Louis, not the Arizona Cardinals. St. Louis. Yeah. Um, but, like, they went to a casino. Like, you can obviously lock these guys down when they're on the road, but you can't lock them down when they're home. So what you do is just, I don't know, baseball makes, like, $10 billion a year, whatever it is, and NFL makes more than that, like $12 billion a year. Cut into your profits a little bit, or even the owners, like, Take your players, rent out a whole hotel for the entire season. They have to stay in the hotel. Nice hotel. Yeah, like rent out like a Ritz-Carlton. Not like anybody's going to a Ritz-Carlton in fucking Jersey anyway. Rent so like um, rent out the hotel, keep them on a, a semi-lockdown. Like they can move about. They can go to different places. But they but have to be authorized yeah. to go in. Exactly. They have to like be authorized. And if you're going to leave somewhere, you get tested when you come back. So at least there's some accountability. And these guys aren't like going to practice or playing a game or – playing a whole series, like what happened with the Marlins and the Phillies. So I, I, to me, that's like a good time if we maybe want to shift towards talking about what's happening in baseball and then we can talk about actual baseball. Yeah. Uh, um, this, so Kevin Nagandi on ESPN was doing an interview last night. I forget who the, was one of the ESPN's very longstanding baseball commentators. And he and was saying, I think yeah, it, was, it was Kirchner. And he was saying that the biggest issue he sees having been in the business for a really long time is that there is this sort of unwritten rule in baseball where baseball players police each other. And that shit doesn't fly right now. That's how all of this has happened. And that's how the season will be canceled. So I think you're right. It does need to be some kind of a bubble because ultimately if they want to point to England in the EPL, they did put players in a mini bubble. You were restricted to your home, to the training ground, and the bus to the stadium. That's it. If if you agree to play, obviously you can opt out. out. But it, it just seems like it's a culture issue with baseball is that they believe that they police themselves. And I think that that's a bigger issue than we're giving credit for more so than people just being stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dan, I know you're a big baseball guy. So what do you think about that? No, I also don't think it's, you know, you are paying these guys all this money to be responsible adults and you give them these opportunities expecting they're going to follow the protocols, follow the rules so that they can show up every day and play for their team and have to win. And it's unfortunate that 
a small sect of people, like example, the Cardinals again, that went out and you know went to this casino. It stinks for the 28 other teams who have done what they're supposed to do, follow the protocol, try to play this season, and the fact that their actions are potentially going to result in the season being canceled. I mean, that's it, it just sucks. It's not fair. So to Mike's point, I think we should, there should absolutely be some sort of a micro bubble situation where you know there are people policing their actions while you're within the season, and if that's not good enough for you, then opt out. But I agree. Well, I think it, they said last night that the Phillies have – I'm trying to do the math. The Phillies right. had 57 games remaining in 56 days. So now right. they have – as of tomorrow, they're going to have 57 games in 55 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about – again, they, they're saying all this stuff where they don't want players to get injured. Like, that's how players get injured. Yep. They went through the list of injured pitchers. It's nuts. I mean, you guys are Mets fans. You know it more than anybody. We're Yankees fans. Season's been canceled. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking Rangers just scored. Yeah, sorry, just for all the readers, we have the Rangers game on the background because they want to watch the news. But continue. Love the Rangers. But, you, Mike, you are right to your point. For you know, This year in particular, there's been a lot more injuries already. Um, I even know last night, the Mets-Braves game, there were five people injured in the game. That, that, that poor guy who just, like, he literally stepped off the mound. It's poor they're mm-hmm. saying that they're, they're tracing it back to the fact that because there was no – He's a starting pitcher. It's a little different. Like, pitchers and catchers didn't report, and then there wasn't a whole spring training. These guys got ready and – I mean, we ramped up in three weeks, yeah. This is the olden days. People threw, like, 80, 90 miles an hour. Like, 90s. They can't just do that. These guys throw too hard. They throw they, – their bodies are too stretched to the limits. They're well to machines. Yeah. But, the yeah. The they're fragile. Honestly, a MLB pitcher in the year 2020 is a very fragile and very expensive piece of your team. That's why there is inning limits. That's why there is a huge warm-up. That's why these guys do voluntary Tommy John surgery. It's just like everything is an investment with these guys, and a pitcher more than anybody else are just – nowadays they're just so well handled. And the only reason I know this, um, again, is because I watched the, uh, the Mets game yesterday because I unconsoled, uh, as KFC would say, and then reconsoled after the ground finished. Right. Uh, that, that, that is a lot. You can unconsole on okay. the ground days Huge and then reconsole. Well, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, reconsole? Unconsole and reconsole. I know. Yes. So, to, and, uh, and, and, Yeah. I was going to give an example. Uh, KFC referenced the scene from The Office where Dwight goes shun, unshun. Yes. It's the same concept. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> then I saw Cano got hurt. Cano's going to be gone for effort if the season, let's oh, say, he's after the season. Yeah. There's no way he's going to be gone for most of the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's back issues. The next week. He had a. I think he had a McNeil. A torn something in his leg. I don't know. Yeah, not good. Uh, McNeil, uh, McNeil, I'm sure, had back issues. And Rosario also. So, those are three and, of their top performing players so far this year. Cano was actually, again, trust me, I love shitting on Cano because that trade was. Um, the asinine, but he was having he was batting 400 or like in the neighborhood of 400 when yeah. you know he went down and that actually you can make the argument that when he went down last year he was also batting mm-hmm. quite well and was finding his groove McNeil yeah. you know we're getting out of McNeil that's what happens Cano goes on a little stretch where he hits well and then he gets hurt that's all it is he has like a five game stretch where he's hitting really well and then he tears the, the, the three Mets, and that's uh, this is aside from their starting pitching and relief pitching woes, uh, based on their injuries to starting pitching. But their injuries, those are the three, arguably the three most productive players so far. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johannes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, about. I was going to say, quickly, I, I think we have to address that situation, then we can get into the Yankees quickly. So, if anyone at home who doesn't know, 
basically, Ioannis Cespedes is, you know, one of the Mets, has been one of the Mets' best hitters over the last couple of years, even though he's been hurt for a lot of time. He's still tremendously valuable when he's on the field. He had started the season. He had not really been hitting all that well, uh, had a couple home runs, whatever. But then Sunday's game came along this week, and he just did not show up to the ballpark. He didn't tell anybody where he was. Nothing, like, no one actually knows the story, do we? That's, here's the thing. Well, we don't know the full story. That's exactly what I was going to say. going to try to make themselves look as good as possible. So, right. As the, as the story progressed, basically it came out after the game that he had opted out of the season, that he cited COVID reasons that he didn't want to play anymore. Totally understandable respect that if that's what happened, fine. The Mets basically put out a tweet in the middle of the game saying that they had no idea where he was and that they had people out looking for him and, and basically caused public panic. That was that stupid. Of it was tremendously stupid on their part. Then they tweeted about an hour later, oh, we have no concern for his, his safety. We believe oh. he's fine. So basically – They kind of waited that little extra time to confirm that. Yeah, the Mets mm-hmm. PR department fell in the proverbial hole and broke all of its ankles. So my, my take is ball. that the Wilpons and the Mets PR department were like, all right, there was definitely something else that happened. I, I'm sure that Cespedes came to them in the morning and said, I'm opting out. I don't like what's going on, That's whatever. I that he, he notified other players. I mean, his agent notified other players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know. That just makes the Mets look, look, look bad. Yeah. Obviously, it makes him not look good because he didn't. To keep he probably didn't go about it the right they, way. Yeah, they, 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 they know that the season's going to end early. Like, yeah. No, on, honestly, I think, too, Cespedes' contract this year, as Pat, you probably know, was all incentive-based. Yes. He wasn't hitting too well at the beginning of the season, so he probably went to them and said, can I earn these incentives still? Can I get enough of the pass to get these extra incentives? And seeing what the Wolfpons have done repeatedly with other players, not letting them get their incentives, I'm sure they're like, oh, well, you know, GFI. whatever. Yeah. And he was like, all right, bye. He's like, yeah, fuck <laughs> you guys. So. I would also argue that the Mets – so and I, I guess as from like a very realistic logical standpoint, which who knows if this is how he was thinking, there's that. And then there's the fact that immediate, the immediate COVID problem was in their division. Yeah. So – Again, you know, I, I think it's, it's reasonable to set aside that because he has a mom who has pre-existing conditions. Like I, I think it's totally reasonable. I just don't think that him opting out for that reason is the whole story. I, yeah, no, I agree completely. Yeah, 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 definitely. There's, there's some shady shit going on there, and I would absolutely like to blame the, uh, the Mets organization for that, if I may. Yeah. Not the first. That was just, that was just a crazy, like, just the whole three, four, five hours or whatever of, like, uncertainty was just so ridiculous and so Mets. Just watching you guys or, like, texting you guys through it all, and it just, as it was happening, it was texting. Just, he means FYI, within maybe two seconds of that alert being sent out that they didn't know where Cespedes was, Michael decides to send a, a meme into our, our group, <laughs> basically citing the fact that Cespedes was missing. This and is where like, I put my UNS Cespedes, if I had one! Yeah. yeah. That's fair. But, like, God forbid something happened to him, how much of a dick would you feel like if, like, he was, like, killed in an accident or something and you sent that meme? I probably wouldn't, but nothing happened, so... Oh, <laughs> You should maybe check us on that one. Yeah, you should maybe rethink that statement. Yeah, no, I, I would feel bad. Um, <laughs> I feel bad because I, I, he's a great player and he's fun to watch. Sucks for you guys, especially it's like just really poor timing with everything that keeps happening to you. It's, it's, it's hard to watch the Mets have good fundamental players and have such like systemic organizational issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like Jeff McGill's a great player. Pete Alonso's a great JD player. J.D. Davis, great fucking player. J.D. Davis is a good player. Your pitching staff is great. That new kid they brought up, I, I just watched the start against Boston. Absolutely. He looked cozy. Peterson? Yeah, Peterson, you look great. Oh, mm-hmm. what's up? 
<laughs> yeah, Carl. Carl's very patient listening to our baseball talk. So, I, I think we'll, we'll close on on the Mets real quick, and I want to quickly address the Yankees, then we'll get to other sports. But we have a verbal meme though. First, uh, Tom, are you Homer Simpson going into the bush? You had a buck shirt on, and then you disappeared from the camera. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was the mission. <laughs> the one last point I want to make on the Mets before we move on is that for all the Mets fans who are listening, if you are for some reason to this podcast. Well, again, the season's console, it's fine. Do mental, personal health. But it's okay because Uncle Stevie Cohen is coming. He's going to save us. And the season's problem anyway. He's fraudulent. He's, gonna, he's our one putting all of our eggs in his basket. He, he's going to save the team. I'm I, saying it now. He's going to come in and take care of all the fucking problems Wolfons have given us for the last 25 years. He said, say, he's like, I'm going to, he can either take my eggs and paint them like they do, uh, like on Easter, or he can shove them up his ass. <laughs> egg will break, and then you get just a shitty, eggy mess on the floor. <laughs> all right, so, so yeah, we can quickly address the fact that the Yankees are the fucking best team in the world and that Aaron Judge is Jesus fucking Christ himself. It's okay. I, mean, I want to take more than a quick moment with that. Um, <laughs> It's not Aaron. It's not just Aaron Judge, though. I love you, Aaron Judge. Um, it's Gio Urshela. DJ it's Glaber. It's DJ. It's it's Luki. It's fucking Tyler Wade playing good defense. It's Duhart being like, okay, I'll learn how to play another position just so I can stay on this fucking team. I mean, it's Garrett Cole being dominant. Yeah. It's James Paxton being a useless fucking piece of shit. Um, but the Mets know. offense, or the uh, Yankees offense scores enough runs to win anyway, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yes, DeGrom. DeGrom wants runs support. We won't give him any, but he can ask, uh, you know, Cole. Actually, yeah. Uh, Jacob, if you want run support in New York, you can just uh, request a trade to the Yankees. We're very close. I would never do that to you guys. I wouldn't that, do that. Yeah, no. No, no I wouldn't do that. He's, no. he's going to be a Met for, for his career. Um, Sorry for him. But, yeah, no, I mean, I think the Yankees just – they just look sharp, man. I, I think that the hitters are seeing the ball well. I think that the pitchers are really on. The bullpen's looking pretty good overall. I mean, a little shaky here and there. It's really a lot of one-pitch mistakes and, you know, the occasional bomb. The home run ball's been really big our this year. bullpen is still, like, coming back. We had a few COVID issues in our bullpen. And Chad, I mean, just... Chad Green's now out for the year, they're saying, which is a fucking bummer because he's – Probably the biggest killer in that bullpen aside from Chapman. Chapman's going to be back next week, so that's that's a big yeah. plus. And I mean, all I have to say is we're not going to get a full season, but if by some chance we do, the Yankees are winning the World Series. I think most of us had said that on the last sports episode when we were talking about baseball returning. I think the, they were they were the consensus pick, and I guess mean, yeah. I mean, I think they have to be the consensus pick, honestly. Yeah, it's like that with the Dodgers. Yeah. Even though more oh, people keep saying the Rays are really good, but like the Rays know. are only really good because they're oh, I, I just haven't seen the Rays like you haven't played them yet. I know, but I haven't really watched anything like they, everyone, they, they keep, they're, they keep saying they're like oh, I, I keep hearing on broadcasts, especially the more national syndicated ones, like well, the Rays could be just as good as the Yankees. Like I'll believe it when I see it, but I have a hard time. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Just it, it's going really well. I'm happy. I'm not confident we're gonna get a full season, but I also know that we got all these guys next year. And we'll have Chad Green healthy. We'll have, you know, the whole pitching staff really healthy. Hopefully get um, Savvy back. I mean, then – Tanaka's doing better. Tanaka's I think you're going to get better. him in the rotation when these doubleheaders start to heat up. Luis Sessas is uh, is coming back, too, from COVID. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't have any complications. And same with, with Chapman. You know, I, I think there's a lot of potential. But like I said, I'm assuming there's gonna not, the season's going to get canceled halfway through. 
and uh, we'll, you know, we'll have a good shot at it next year. And I think it would even be good for the Mets because then you guys will have some fucking pitching. Uh, Unconsole. Uh, un Apparently, Nito had like a complete bonehead uh, move just now. He went up for a pop fly that landed like so completely the other direction. Um, I don't know if we can. It'll be on sports. Yeah. Oh man. Um, reconsole. Reconsole. Um, so what's what's are we going to talk about basketball next then? Well, as we, before we move on to basketball, I have to ask to Tommy's question before Carl. What, what's up with you, man? How's it going? I'm like sure football. you guys could tell how much I know about sports right about now. You got any thoughts on the uh, the Mets or the Yankees? <laughs> I have no thoughts about them. That's sure. mostly negative. Yes, like that is a good transition to the NBA that came back last weekend. I want to. Oh yeah, last last Thursday. Yeah, And I think they're like four games in now. Uh, I know today the Lakers clinched the one seed officially in the West, which thanks to Dwight Howard. Yeah, Dwight Howard. actually, yeah. Tom, Tom has the stat of the day, so uh, why don't you toss the stat Since of the day? Since coming back, Dwight Howard is at a hundred percent of his field goals. Yeah, zero for zero, <laughs> two for two, and four for four. <laughs> six for six, baby. <laughs> Killing uh, it. Just oh, and I'm proud of him. He hit a foul shot. <laughs> that, that is impressive. That's very. Uh, Devin Booker for having just ice in his veins today and uh, nailing a shot with Paul George's hand. There's no other way to describe this in his mouth. Um, There's another player on top of him too. Yeah, I, I mean he's he's a cold-blooded killer. Devin Booker is a bad man. Uh, I just wish he, he needs to be on the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, if you want to trade the farm for anyone, New York Knicks, go ahead and do it. I, we're not going to win. Looking entertaining, all he's so entertaining. Yeah. He's, he's great to watch. But I also think that you got to give a nice, uh, you know, a nice shout out to Jamal Crawford who's back today. Looked pretty good. He got dimes. some nice dimes. Love Jamal did you, Crawford. Did you see what happened? Two what? dimes. He got hurt. When no. He, got hurt. he played he five hurt. minutes and got hurt. What happened? What? Yes. He came in. He had like six points right off the bench right away. And he like right. tweaked something in his leg. So he got hurt again. Fucking, I love Jamal. Oh, he's the man. Speaking of things that I didn't realize, did you guys know about the Joakim Noah thing? About him like tear like cutting his Achilles tendon carrying a metal tub? I did not. Okay, can you explain further? What is Okay, this? so you know Joakim Noah like just kind of got so back into it, is. but yeah. like, he'd been out of the NBA for a year, but he was really he was supposed to play. What happened was he was like getting ready to come back or make his comeback. With the next carrying a metal tub. No. And it, he slipped or something, and it cut his Achilles tendon. It didn't oh. rupture his Achilles tendon. It just, like, sliced it. Jesus. So he, the top like, of what? Oh, he was slated to come back, like, right as the season got paused, and that's why he's back now. He actually doesn't look too bad, such like a spit in the face of all Knicks fans. But. I, I'm also wondering Carl's question. What? what it, it was a metal tub, you said? Yeah. Yeah. What is short weight? A metal tub. He what? Oh, hold on. NBA player, you made over $100 million. Why are you carrying a ton? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, you could have a servant carry it for you. And you get your second Fair. chance to get on the fucking court. Bro, what are you doing? <laughs> With the team that might win the yeah. game. What are you, you doing, doing, guy? Oh, on him and I mean, I would, I know, I know he's an idiot, so. Well, yeah, we know he's stupid, but yeah. – um, 
the Doesn't your Achilles roll up your leg when you snip it or yeah, yeah. tear it? And you gotta yeah. like, roll it back down. Oh. And the and the bottom just goes like to the to the um not to, all the way to the bottom of your heel, but it goes to no, the, it's like to your calf, like right? to the mid back. No, if you split it, oh, oh, it, like, oh I don't yeah, want to kill it. It would go like it was here. I'll take a pic for your feet. Top up. goes up, the bottom goes to like here. Already screenshotted. <laughs> Wait, yeah, so side note, you guys remember when uh, our college roommate, who will not be named, told us about how when he used to walk on his toes and he had to have his Achilles cut and stretched because he like yeah. walked. Yeah. He's still still, he walked like an elite from Halo still, but like imagine how he was. Oh, also shout out to uh, Skinny Mello and Grayson Allen, who actually played decently well. Dude, Mello's like, what, he lost 35 pounds, something like that? He yeah. lost a lot of weight. He put up oh, 15. He was, he was crunch time clutch in that yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, he was hitting threes like he was 25 years old. Yeah. I just think, like, him and Dame, like, imagine Mello. Him and – him and um, if, if Mello, like, prime Mello and – like, I mean, obviously, Dame's still prime, but, like, that reminds me of, like, the combination of Chauncey Billups morphing with Allen Iverson with Mello. Oh. Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> He's going to excuse himself real quick. <laughs> Take me back to my mid-2000s. Well, I guess, Mello. so also, Tom, is for an update, uh, Portland and Houston are on right now. It's 14-8 to 8, uh, Portland. A few so, things haven't so, changed since we last left basketball. So the NBA still sucks LeBron's dick on the regular on the regular basis, oh, as well as Zion. Even though Zion has been good. Nothing. Okay, okay, here's what I'm gonna say. This is a bold claim. This is a hot decay. And okay. if it's bad, I will fully and wholeheartedly wait. That's here. Own up to it. Okay. You'll okay. be if you shame. watch. You shame me publicly. Shame again. Do it. If you watch the Pelicans, the way that the bench is laid out, when they look at Zion, who is behind him? Jaleel Okafor or Zion Williamson in three years. Don't ask me. Bench? No, I'm I just, he's just so saying so aggressively fucking useless. So you, you think he's going to be a big bust? I think he's going to be a huge bust. Yeah, he's okay. Like, he's, he's, he's he's gonna, it's going to be hard for him to be healthy. That's the thing. Yeah. Not this spectacular. Le- they were talking about him being the next LeBron. Twelve no, months ago. No. no. What LeBron, the fuck is that? LeBron did though. He remember when he lost like twenty pounds of muscle, like uh, in the early years of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what Zion needs to do if he need if he wants to have longevity. Just because. But he won't because he doesn't have the technical he doesn't, skill. He doesn't have. Yeah. He doesn't have the. Well, he's no, with none of his. Footwork, shooting ability, or ball handling. That's why he needs to take weight off so he's quicker, more agile. But I don't know. It's not. You need to. That won't help the ball handling. And he needs to like not play the force. Yes, it will. It makes you quicker. No, but he he spent his entire basketballing life being the guy who's bigger than everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's not. But to change your game this late, like I know he's young, so to speak. But, like, he's already in the NBA, and he's been brought in to play that role. If he's going to yeah. change the way he plays, he needs to, like, I, well, I think it is. Because if it wasn't, then they would have already cut weight on him, and they would have been training him. Because he fucking plays like Barkley, and you can't do that. Because LeBron was much more now. agile. He plays like Barkley now, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, a lot of muscle, and he's only going to get, you know, 
probably flabbier as he gets older. It just makes more sense. His body's going to have less testosterone. His metabolism's going to slow down. And he's going to be, you know, he's just, his, it's just not going to be what it used to be at, you know, mid-early 20s, which is crazy. Have you seen him play defense, too? Dude, He's lost. Yeah, he's, no fucking he's like a kid who's lost in a department store, like looking for his mom. He's just like floating out in the middle of the arc. He spent his entire basketball yeah. life being the guy that could dunk on everybody, that was bigger yeah. than everybody, so he didn't need to play defense because he could put up 60 fucking points a night in high school. Yeah, he looked like exactly. out there. And he played for Duke. Fat Miller, Fat Miller. Yeah, R.J. Barrett. If he was having a bad night, R.J. Barrett and who's the other the other fucking kid? John Moran. No, oh, oh, no, the kid with yeah. the big hair. I know, yeah, the kid who went like seventh. I know what you're talking about. No, no, no. Who no, no, went to UNC? With the big hair, went to UNC. No, 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 no. Other point guard on Duke who's who? Oh, uh, oh, uh, he had the brother in the NBA too, right? Uh, yeah. Fuck. You know who I mean? Him yeah. and R.J. made Zion look like a fucking god. Yeah. I don't think this is a hot take just because I think that the way he plays basketball, if they were really committed to making him a great all-time NBA player, not just taking money from Jersey and ticket sales, they would have already started to shift the game that he plays because his game is going to get him somewhere in the NBA for two to three seasons max before everyone figures it out. I don't think – so I I would actually almost agree with that. Um, I don't think it's necessarily the hottest of hot takes because this is something that a lot of people thought – of him before he started playing. I think just yeah. in this small sample size, um, obviously you can be overhyped by what he's done so far. Again, I don't think it's too terribly much, but I, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I would tend to agree with Kyle here. I guess it was just like the world and a lot of people that I saw sort of buying into this hype. And, and then, you know, I understood the hype when they're like, he's going to be a great NBA player and watching him play in college. I was like, oh, you know, I could see it if he changes his game and adapts to, you know, when he comes to the NBA, but then, they started to bring these LeBron James comparisons and because they're the same height and it's like, you don't, you're comparing a fucking 1992 Civic with 400,000 miles to a brand new Ferrari. I'm the same height as Steph Curry. We're basically twins. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. The whole, the, the fact that we're talking more about Zion right now than we are about John Morant is ludicrous. Oh, love John Morant. John Morant's sick. He was the number one pick. Yep, I agree. For good reason, you know, I mean, he's so versatile. He... He controls everything. Yeah, and he has it, and I, I think he has the team to do it too. He does. Um, yeah, I mean the, the Grizzlies are our Grizzlies are nice. I think he's got a good, you know, sort of mix of, of good seasoned veterans that have that have played for a lot of teams and a lot of coaches, and then you know younger players. And I just I, the Grizzlies are just an A one organization too. So I think it's going to be. Yeah. There's good things ahead for them, and. I guess talking about young point guards too, we got to shout out Luka, Luka Doncic, who became the youngest player in NBA history today to have a 30-20-10 triple-double. And that was 34 points, I believe, 20 boards, 20 boards, and 12 assists. He's still thick. He's so good. He's two blocks. And he had two blocks. The last thing I want to touch on in the NBA before we kind of move towards hockey, and uh, Kyle, you want to talk about soccer too. Yeah. Do we think, as things stand now, I think there's another – four or five regular season games per team, is the playoff seeding going to change at all? Do we think it's pretty much set in stone at this point? Do we think that there's a chance that, like, Memphis falls out of the eight in the west and either San Antonio or Portland goes up uh, and takes that spot? They're both two games out of the point. So I think Portland wins against Houston tonight, which is possible. 
mm-hmm. I think Portland could get in. Because I think that proves to them that they're the real deal. I would like to see Portland in. I like Dame way too much. And, and Melo and fucking CJ. I don't know. And I also just like would like to see Russell Westbrook and they're, they're, they're like that. You know, the like, watch. Like, you got to remember that. You know, they're like reminiscent of the Nuggets where they just fucking ball out and their defense is just scoring more, you know? Yeah. But, like, half these – like, the top teams aren't playing their starters for all that heck of a long – like, that that Bucks game, like, Giannis and Middleton, like, didn't play for half the game, so – Well, because they had the one seed locked up. Yeah, might as well. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. When you have really good – teams playing these bubble teams, like these, I guess probably a bad word, but like these fringe teams, they're going to get easier wins. I'm not going to say they're easy wins because they're still really good teams, but they're, it's definitely going to be much easier for them to make some, like, oh, my God, they beat the Bucks, Like, that's crazy. But then you remember that Giannis didn't play for half the game. So, like, there, there goes. They're still very deep team, so. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I, longer NBA season, obviously – only the postseason matters, but it's crunch time for a lot of other teams, and it's a game of chess. I think it's, you know, obviously they're going to bring everybody out against a Bucks team when fucking Giannis is on the bench. Either way, I think it's going to be interesting. I personally don't see Memphis falling out of that eight seed. I think that's probably pretty much set in stone at this point. I don't think any team has made enough noise to take that extra jump because it's still – they have to win out a few more games, and Memphis is going to lose, like, on a losing streak. So I just don't think it's happening. But either way, interesting to have it back. And I do want to actually quickly circulate to hockey because hockey is something that, you know, again, is in the early stages of its return. They're in the qualifying rounds right now. I know for myself, Mike Pat, we're in a good mood because the Islanders won again today, so they're a game away from yeah. dancing. So I want to hear everyone's thoughts on hockey's return. We think how things stand there, and then we'll obviously close that with uh, soccer as well. The champions, um, the Premier League. We are currently tuning into a little. Uh, or we've been cycling a lot of the games, so I, you have no idea how excited I was the first day hockey was back. So obviously there were, um, I guess there were originally a scrimmage game. It was an exhibition game between uh, teams. They did a bubble system like the NBA. If you guys aren't familiar with it. Um, with Western Conference teams, and we have Western Conference teams, there's a lot of basically, for lack of a better term, bumfuck teams in Canada out west, uh, as along as a number of East Eastern Conference teams. Um, so there were two hub cities, one in Edmonton in the west and Toronto in the east, both in, both of course, in Canada. Um, and 24 teams were invited. So typically 16 teams make it. Uh, total, eight, eight in the east, eight in the west. So this year they did 12 total. Um, with an opportunity to for like some of the lower seeded teams to to unseat some of the teams that were currently in playoff positions, uh, us being a New York based podcast, the Rangers and Islanders both were invited to Toronto. Um, Islanders is the seven seed. The Rangers, uh, I believe, are the eleven seed. Um, yeah, yeah, eleven. So basically, how it works. Again, there's no real home ice advantage, um, but the five plays the twelve, the six plays the eleven, the seven, the ten, and so on. Um, so, yeah, so far, so good. I think we're on day four today. I um, think that's correct. that's correct, yeah. There's best of five series is going on. Uh, a lot of – this is the first. So the Rangers and Hurricanes are both – they're on my our television right now. Um, it is tied 1-1 in the second period. And the Rangers are facing elimination because they're down 2-0. So, best of five, first of three wins and advances uh, to the four teams in each conference, which um, are playing each other for seeding. They've already made it past the qualifying round. So, uh 
definitely, I was super excited when uh, hockey started, which was on Saturday, because there were six freaking games, uh, all being televised, uh, almost interlapping and overlapping with one, one, with one another. So um, definitely, definitely missed that. I didn't see any intensity drop off either. Like people, we were talking about the fans being uh, present in the stands or, or lack thereof. Um, you, you thought like a lot of the, the teams, especially the quote unquote home teams might be missing a little bit of intensity there. But I, I from what I've seen, um, still a lot of hitting, still a lot of checking uh, and a lot of goals too. So uh, I like what I've seen so far. Uh, Islanders are up 2 nothing. the chance to close her out well, tomorrow. Careful when you say a lot of goals, Patrick. Uh, almost every single under has hit uh, on puck line in the NHL, which is something to be said, like tight checking games. Um, Goaltending has been pretty, pretty unbelievable. Another thing you got to give a shout out to is that a lot of these fringe teams more so than I think in any other sport um, are making a huge impact. Like right now we're looking at Carolina. Um, Carolina's not, not a fringe team, but um, let's see, like the, the Yotes are doing really good. Um, well, the Rangers, I mean, every game has been close right yeah. Like all the games are I think, worth noting. I would say are close. They're going to come with dogs. I told you. I told you. I fucking told you. You're going to have to get a robo yoda on your ass. Tom. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy that. Like, honestly, I would love to have a robo yoda on my ass. So if you want uh, company, I probably won't join you, but I, I, I'm not going <laughs> to. I can't wait to get I think, I think, one, I think one matching has tattoo is enough. But I guess as the non-hockey fan, I, I agree. I feel like there's been no drop-off in intensity having watched previous hockey games. Like, these teams are beating the shit out of each other. And that's, it's good to see, you know, in series that are you know, more like a play-in or, or the round robin. But I agree, like, the intensity really has been there. And I think that overall the NHL has probably done the best job with the bubble concept. The fact that they are, you know, it, at the end of the day, it is hockey. They do need to play, like, in an arena just because that's where the fucking ice is. Um, helps them out big time because they can do what they did. And, again, this is my suggestion to every single fucking league. You can't have fans – so just put these big banners over the seats mm-hmm. and like they did it in the rest of the fucking world, put advertisements on them. Then you make your nut. It doesn't, you know, we, you don't need these little fucking commercials before every face off or before every, you know, this, that, and the other thing. The commercials have been the, have been the same. Well, uh, no, I mean like the little, the mini commercials. So like the oh, yeah, pitch yeah. commercials in baseball. Like just, oh, the frame and frame? Yeah, yeah, it's done. And I think that the NHL has done the best job mm-hmm. overall. At least with the bubble, with the bubble I mean, it's, and the crowd noise is It's at worst comparable with the NBA because they're, they're similar concepts. Um, I think the NBA has had less. My, my one concern so far, and if you've been watching a lot of the games like I have, since they're playing all these games on the same ice, I know it's two different. Uh, it's 24 teams, uh, and I know, and I know it's two stadiums, two arenas. But you know, there are three, four games on the same ice surface a day, especially with games like so. For example, Rangers Hurricanes. This is the third game on this ice today. Um, you can. I think, and the announcers have also pointed this out too, the ice does start to get worn down, especially uh, in, in the summer months because it, it takes more energy to, to cool things. It's less efficient. So a lot of, uh, even if there aren't as many people, like the fans um, in the arena, I just think it's worth noting. And it's something that I think some of the players have noticed just with the, 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 the puck kind of being on edge, which is what the colloquial term you use. Yeah. And even though they're in Canada, not every city is an Eskimo village. So it is actually hot That's, that's a derogatory term. You can't use that anymore. I can't use Eskimo. Eskimo yeah. Inuit? Inuit. Inuit? That's Inuit. the, well, yeah, that's the um, you, can, you can say whatever you want. I just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, 
I don't know. I feel like hockey's hockey's been interesting, and it's nice to see that the intensity is there because I kind of was a little worried. Specifically, I know hockey players are all fucking crazy, but you know, at the end of the day, if it's if it's not a game that mean mean means something, like it's more of the round robin stuff, it's mm-hmm. you're just kind of gonna be a little more cautious with yourself, you know, for, for all the reasons at the end of the day. But it's been good. Do you guys? So, as the objective non-hockey fan, do you guys all still stand by your uh, picks for who's gonna win? Robo all the way, baby. Robo Yeah, I think you did pick the Avs, yeah. I picked the Capitals. Yeah, you picked the Caps. I think, Dan, I think you picked the Capitals as well. I think so, yeah. How are you feeling about your picks now that we've got our, our you know, now that you've got a little taste and you see how they're, how they're doing? Shout out to the Avs, by the way. Scoring, uh, they, they were playing, this is the round robin style, but they were playing the defending Stanley Cup champions, uh, St. Louis Blues, and it was tied. And the point one seconds, and you guys can look this up, this is pretty crazy. They were able to get a goal. Um, oh, I saw this. It, you saw that, right? Yeah, yeah. Nuts. Even, so looking at the frame by frame, it was like, it was like as soon as it completely crossed the line, it hit zero. It was pretty incredible. So I've never seen a goal that close, especially one that was side of the fate of a game instantly. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is very cool. So we all stand by our picks. Obviously, we'll we'll revisit as, as things you know keep going. Oh, the great save in the background. Yeah. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah, no, you're good. Yo, <laughs> hey. hey, obviously, we progress and, and you know teams get eliminated. That's cultural appropriation. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what culture? Hey, oh, hey. But yes, Kyle, you, you are right. We will have to revisit it as we get further into it. It's still super early. We're only two games into the qualifying rounds. I think each of the round rounds teams only played once. Like, it's too soon to really know for sure if our picks are, you know. Yeah, but I mean, if you, if you know you fucked up, like, if it was bad, you would know now. You would know. Right. Everyone, you would know early. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, again, I mean, as a, someone who plays goaltender in a sport like that, it's incredible. Jesus Christ. Um, well, Kyle, before we check in with you on soccer, I, I have to ask again, Carl, what's, what's going on, man? Carl, <laughs> <laughs> oh, your Rangers are about to be eliminated, man. How do you feel? Uh, I'm not too happy about that, but I haven't been paying attention, so I'm not mostly <laughs> invested in the Rangers. Oh, like dog? We're not invested like Dan does every year. You know, we're going to lead the heartbreak. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's better to just not be invested. It's, it's not worth it. <laughs> Prepare to be disappointed. Would make it go a lot easier. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Whatever. But, yes, Kyle, let's, let's uh, check in with you because maybe you want to talk about the Champions League. And it's so, fun. yeah, and we actually didn't – last time we did a sports episode, we didn't have league champions um, really anywhere. Unfortunately for me – uh, as I am currently wearing a Barcelona jersey. Real Madrid oh, ended up taking the Spanish league, uh, which even as a Barcelona fan was well-deserved. They played very well. The coach did a great job, and Barcelona actually shit the bed in the comeback. So Real Madrid won in the Spanish league. Uh, we know Liverpool won in England. Um, and like I said, there were Juventus won in Italy, so they are now on uh, nine consecutive titles. They are one of four teams in history to have 30 league titles. Very impressive overall. And now the Champions League, which was obviously postponed because of COVID, and then pushed back further to allow uh, leagues to finish their season, is restarting on Friday. So it's the quarterfinals. There will be two games on Friday. There will be two games on Saturday. Uh, You are going to have Barcelona and Napoli on Saturday, which is one I really care about. Um, 
Chelsea and Bayern are going to play. That's kind of already written off. Unfortunately, Christian Pulisic for American fans uh, did something to his hamstring in the FA Cup final after scoring a goal. So he's out for a while, but it doesn't matter because they're down four or five, nothing on aggregate. And there's basically no shot in hell. They're going to come back. Um, Juventus Leon, Manchester City and Real Madrid on Friday. It looks like Man City should be able to push through and take Real Madrid out, but you never know with them and Zinedine Zidane. Juventus are actually down uh, to Lyon, which I don't think will last very long. Uh, so the French league actually hasn't played. They never came back. They just canceled. So Lyon hasn't played a game in, I think we're going on four months, five months now. Yeah. All they've been doing is training, so they're going to be a little rusty. Um, it should be really interesting. They're basically going to try to squeeze the Champions League into the span of three weeks. And this stage of the competition is something that normally unfolds over the course of uh, four months while they're playing other games. So it should be really interesting. It's going to be on. It should be on um, BR, TNT, one of those. They are going to split a little bit of time with the NBA, I'm told, because they paid a lot of fucking money for those TV rights. So that should be really interesting. I hope to death that Barcelona win the Champions League. I'm wearing the jersey they won the last Champions League in. Um, but if I had to be very realistic about it at the end of the day, I probably wouldn't pick Barcelona. I'd probably pick Bayern Munich because they're the best team in Europe right now. So that's my spiel on soccer. Um, but hopefully I'm wrong. All They'll right. only win if you oh. haven't watched that jersey since the last time they played. Oh, I have several times. I actually, I, I lost this jersey at one point because I, I brought it somewhere and it was just like stuck in a suitcase and I found it like a year and a half ago. It's a great jersey. For, for all of our readers, it's highlighter yellow. How do you lose that jersey? Um, it was like in a pocket of a bag. I don't know. Again, I don't know. It's fucking highlighter yellow. I'm an asshole. It's okay. I understand. It's like a road flare. It's like... It really is. <laughs> but if, you, if you're curious, look up 2015-16 uh, Barcelona Champions League jersey. And it is legitimately a, a, like a yellow fantastic even has the black tips like when you use it does it yeah like see you see well it's blue it's blue it's more accurate it's like a dark blue so it's kind of like the black and the blue pen have bled into the highlighter and now there's a strip on the top but yeah um interested to see how champions league does it they haven't really announced what they're going to do in terms of like um, crowd noise i'm assuming there's going to be some crowd noise but we'll see uh you know some european like england didn't do a terrible job at it but i know that, that uefa will because they're useless so. all right well, I think uh, speak for everyone when I say it is just so amazing to have sports back and to have actual action to talk about, not just the hypothetical of the sports returning and the protocols they're taking. It's, it's nice to actually be able to sit down and watch a game of whatever respective sport you are looking for, with the exception of football. Right. Well, What's that? In Kyle's case. Yes, Travis. <laughs> Or, and then come on this podcast and just talk some shit about teams and players and organizations and how Roger Goodell could kiss my fucking ass. Like, just a lot of stuff, you know? I, yeah. I think that's the one universal that everyone shares, that fuck Roger Goodell. That's, yeah. yeah. I think we speak for most of the world. Yeah. Keep coming and fuck Roger Goodell. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel like we, we might not be the first people to have that. No, but I don't know if it exists yet. We should try. I think that will wrap things up for our sports discussion here today. We'll certainly do more as we continue to get further into the seasons. Hopefully, the next time we do a sports episode, baseball will still be a thing, even though I'm really not counting on that happening. I don't see that really lasting much longer, to be honest. Yeah, the season's been canceled anyway, man. Console doesn't matter. Console. Season's canceled. 
that is seizing this console. Oh, we should probably explain for anyone who didn't know what that means. I said we would about an hour. Yeah, we went an hour with saying that, but it, it basically just means as a Met fan that you block the Mets from your entire life. Their season's done. It doesn't matter anyway. Because it hasn't been hasn't been actually the season's been the right. season is fraudulent. Right. So that that's all that means. It's just a term. It's a coping mechanism, basically, for Mets fans. Yeah, that's fair. It's a, a partial generated term. It started years back when the Mets were continuing to to play, them, play themselves out of contention on a yearly basis. Do what they do on a yearly basis. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so basically, every single year we were like, this team. You know what? If it if if this one thing comes together, they got the lineup, or you know, they got the pitching, and then when that inevitably doesn't happen, there's a day of the season where it's just console console day. So this actually. You know, this is, this is actually pro- this is an early console, an early console. with respect to, the big, to when the season is, but with, with respect to uh, the month, this is right around the time the Mets get consoled. So I think, uh, yeah, it's really, yeah, in August, yeah. Well, with that, let's do our <laughs> statements of the episode. As always, everyone has one line to close our discussion today, and we will start today with Kyle. Oh, wow, I'm not used to going first. This is nice. Um, I keep things interesting, you know, yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, again, COVID is still a thing. Wear your fucking mask. Don't be a selfish prick. Um, let's go Barca this weekend. Let's go Yankees as long as the season keeps going. And uh, at the moment, the Trailblazers are winning, and I really hope that that ages well. Let's go over to Patrick. I want to hear from you because you, you went last last time. So, or you went second to last last time. We had a big discussion about that. Doing like inverted order? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if you ain't first, you're last. Remember that. That's, that's true. We, I want to see how many times we can say that in, 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 on this podcast, because this is at least the 12th time, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Rough. This is at least double. Hell, Ricky, double. I was probably high when I said that. <laughs> uh, let's go Islanders. The Mets season is, is fraudulent. Uncle, only Uncle Stevie can save us. Yes. Stevie Nicks? Yes. Console the Sizen. Console the Sizen, indeed. Michael, let's let's go to you. We'll do the whole uh, Upper East Side squad first. Uh, yeah, what Pat said, let's go Best Islanders. Um, let's go Yankees. Best in the American League right now. Uh, also, a quick what the fuck America. Um, a recent viewing of Kindergarten Cop was canceled in Oregon <laughs> because it was compared to On with the Wind and Birth of a Nation. If you've oh, ever seen oh, those two movies and Kindergarten Cop. Wholesome American movie right there. What the fuck, America? So yeah, those are not the same yeah. things, even <laughs> remotely. Even given the current climate, those things are what I like to call yeah. incredibly different. So that that was that, that's what the fuck, America for the week. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah America, are... frankly, I don't give a damn. First thing I do, I don't <laughs> give a damn. damn. Slap. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, how about you? What do you got for us? I am I'm hyped that sports are back. In the meantime, I think I hope the bubble sports stay. I mean. Hate to say it, but baseball. I, I know. Think, All is, right, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, also on a more serious note, like, God bless everyone out in Lebanon and Beirut. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whatever that fuck mm-hmm. happened there. Beirut. Yeah, that's terrible. But yeah. yeah if, you, if you were just hearing about this for the first time, A, how, and B, just, you know, take a look and, and uh, you know, thoughts and, and prayers as much as we can. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hoping, hoping everybody, if anyone's listening to this that was affected, hoping everybody's safe and, uh, and be sure to diversify your research and make sure to yeah. consult all of your sources before coming to uh, 
Okay. Rash conclusions, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. agreed. A political posture talk at the Middle East. The biggest sports fan in the world himself. Take us home. <laughs> sports <laughs> Carl likes sports. Yeah. Care who knows. Thank you to our fans for listening. Hopefully I didn't bore you all to death with my vast knowledge of sports. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Tommy. I took a screenshot of your toe thongs for Mike's OnlyFans later. Thank you for your yes. contribution. <laughs> Yo, I better be getting royalties. <laughs> You'll be here for my agent. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk on the side. Yeah, well, so quickly for me, again, just awesome to have sports back. Obviously, let's go Islanders. Hope they can close it out tomorrow in advance of the actual Stanley Cup playoff round. That'd be great. Again, season's console for the Mets, so who gives a shit better? Uh, season's project anyway. Uncle Stevie Cohen is coming to save us from our misery. F. Jeff Wolfon, you know, the whole drill. As always, thank you guys all for listening. Appreciate if you guys could like and subscribe. Uh, we are, again, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, the whole – you guys know the spiel. It's point where 20 episodes in. So give, give us some love. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And until next time, we will catch you guys on the next one. Welcome, Mike's OnlyFans. Find out why Carl was so quiet this episode. This week, he'll only be wearing that hat. Okay.